Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. I got up this morning and new school was canceled, but I was thinking we only got about six inches of snow yesterday. Oh, was I wrong. I had an appointment this morning. Good thing I have the whole day off from work because it's at least 12 inches. And what's so funny is the 12 inches we got in the storm a few weeks ago, it warmed up enough to where it melted. And we just had a little bit of snow left. And I was beginning to think, oh my goodness, are we going to have a green December? No, no, we will not because <laughs> it's coming down more today. There's snow everywhere. So if you hear a little bit of noise in the background, that is the snow blowers and the plow trucks and the front end loaders, all everyone working. We have a little break in the bands of snow and the road plows have gone by. So you got to hurry up and get that cleaned up before they make it so big you can't get it taken care of. So that's the thing. We're all digging out. The good news is we knew this was coming. So we have been going to Costco, you know, all summer and fall. Then we did a Saturday um, grocery shop just to be sure that we were ahead of the game on essentials. We are well set. The thing is, this really isn't that unusual for us. It's just, just annoying some days. And so I just have to know that you're going to, you might hear some background noise every once in a while. It has been cold. It has been gray. It has been snowing since, I don't know, what week or two before Thanksgiving. It did have a couple of breaks where it warmed up a bit, but it's the cool long nights and short days. So I've really been focusing on the Danish word hygge and I've got candles out. I had to buy a lighter this weekend to light my candles and get the soft glow. I mean, there's something about regular flame lit candles versus the battery operated tea lights. I just, it's very warm and cozy. Believe me, I have my comfy cozy quilts out. I've been knitting. The yarn is phenomenal. I I just love working with yarn and I've got a headband and I have my second left-handed fingerless glove almost finished. So I'm ready for winter. I have plenty of knitwear. I have plenty of coats, except a funny thing happened this morning. I realized I never did buy those boots that I really wanted a couple winters ago because, you know, the pandemic hit and I wasn't working outside the home and I thought, why should I spend $150 on a pair of boots when you're not going anywhere? 
Yeah, today I really wished I had them. So I have to have my feet checked when I see the doctor. It's part of being a diabetic. And he laughed. He goes, only people in northern Michigan would come wearing their clogged Birkenstocks, old pair, mind you, not my new ones, and socks. My feet were soaking wet because I had to tromp through, you know, snow and I didn't want to fire up the snowblower and do all that because my back hurt. Then, oh, it's super funny. He goes, did you at least wear a coat? <laughs> yes, doctor, I did. I wore my fall coat. Not the 40 below winter coat, but I have a nice warm fall jacket um, because it's a short trip. But I said, believe me, I have extra wraps in the car should I get... And an accident, you know, there's extra blanket and I have an extra knit or crocheted shawl wrap to go over top and that. But he just cracked me up. He goes, only people in northern Michigan show up in the middle of a winter storm wearing Birkenstocks and short socks with feet that were soaking wet. So I'm going to tell you as a diabetic, that was his way of being nice saying please get a pair of boots because you don't want to walk around in wet feet all day because that promotes poor skin um, care in your feet and your hands and stuff and I said don't worry I'm going to go home put my Burks on the boot dryer change my socks we'll have uh, nice and healthy healthy skin care so that was my funny for the day so I have coverage you know for today of life goes on and the nurses that I work with are covering for me so I could take an extra day. Now, has anyone else worked somewhere for 20 plus years? And I, I finally, you know, have had a couple of pay adjustments. So the pay I can't complain too much about, but where everyone else complains is I get a lot of vacation time. This has been the one thing that keeps me from looking for a job somewhere else. I get lots of vacation time, like to the tune of 10 plus hours a month. And I can't take it fast enough as I accumulate it, especially during the pandemic. I feel like I need to be there. Like today, I still worked a little bit this morning to um, do some things that needed to be done, like lab orders and talking to some of my prescribers and my coworkers because of the storm. You know, they some travel a little bit and couldn't come in but we're all covered. Um, so that's the thing. I, I know the, the people that cover for me are newer to the job. They're like, man, how did you get so much time? I'm like, babe, I've, I've worked here a really long time. And that's the one thing you get is a lot of vacation time. So I've been planning time off for the first quarter. And I have a week in April. I took a couple four-day weekends, and I still haven't bid into my vacation time. So I think I'm going to have to do a week in March. And I told my husband, if the pandemic is more controlled, I would like to go to the Arnold Strongman competition in Columbus, Ohio with him. And um, he his, his jaw hit the floor. He goes, really? I go, I know. It's crowded. I can do crowds if it's something I want to do. I do enjoy strongman and weightlifting and the fitness stuff. You know, we watch those YouTube shows together and I know the people. So, you know, I think we'll, we'll see. I'm going to take that week off of work. Just number one, to have plans to use that time because 
I don't want to sell it back. You don't make very much money on it. And to be honest, if you've earned that time off, I have this core belief that you should use it. So that will leave me probably a week that I'll take in the summer and maybe a week again in the fall or over the holidays at some point. So that is my work saga. It's busy, but I still have to squeeze in vacation time. So I told you that I've been doing the huge and the knitting um, with the loom. The fingerless glove is loom knitting. I've been poking, poking, poking at this, slow poking the um, boho elementary wrap. Yeah, I haven't worked on that probably in a week or more. And you know, what comes along with these unfinished projects or things that I'm poking along at? You'll hear a theme here as we get going and we'll talk about that at the end. The other thing that I have been doing is on the weekends, I have been doing some of my needle felting. So for three weekends, I have three beads, I'm calling them, or small spheres, and I'm learning a lot each each time, I just want to try to start simple because I want to jump right in and make a gnome and I want to jump right in and make a whole fairy village to go in a teacup, a fairy house with maybe, you know, a house or two with a mushroom and a gnome. And I'll, no, I got to start slow, slow down, make geometric shapes, make appliques, get used to handling the felt and not get the cart before the horse, as my grandma always used to say. So that has been fun. And what's super fun about needle felding is really tactile. And, you know, the, you're feeling the wool change as you felt it with the needle. You're shaping it. It's three-dimensional. You can do flat things, too, which I'm going to try next. But it's just, it's just very soothing. And the rhythmic poking, I think, feels just very therapeutic. Not in an anger pokey, pokey kind of way, like step, step, step. No, it's a rhythmic. That's why I like knitting and crochet too, or even long arming. It's that rhythmic feel of the craft or that you're doing and you kind of get into this zone space or the flow, the creative flow and things come to me while I'm in that, like thinking and things I want to do and how I could make this better. So that's where I've been over the last little bit with um, doing the Our Creative Souls thing. Then you can find out a little bit more about the loom knitting and the felting on the website, ourcreativesouls.wordpress.com. That's where I keep a log of what my sister and I are working on with some photos. Now, the other part is quilting. What have I been doing? Well, I've been working on a collaboration with Angel, and that should be coming out in the next week or so. So watch for Halo Inspirations. Um, she and I are going to have a collaboration that we will air on her YouTube channel probably in the next week or two. It happens to be a holiday Christmas thing. I will give you a little teaser. It has gnomes in it. I love them. I love gnomes. You know anything magical. I had to read again. What do gnomes mean in other um, cultures? And the tamte, it looks like, is Swedish. 
and the gnome is another Scandinavian country, probably Norway. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I'm understanding is that the gnome Tomte is kind of like the protector of the home or farm. And so I need all the little protectors I can get, you know, from all the bad things. And I know they can be mischievous and play little jokes on people, gnomes can, but they're also, uh, I feel like little protectors are good for my fairy garden as well as my home. So I love them. I love gnomes. I have um, lots of little projects with them and I I'm going to make more. So that's the primary focus of what I've been doing in quilting. And with that, have done some test patterns. I did some test blocks. I like the test block for a quilt so much that um, that will be released with Angel's video is the pattern. And um, once that video is released, I will do a little bit more in-depth video about what I'm doing for the large block for a nice quick project. And I happen to be using a layer cake for this, but it would be a great thing to use your um, fabric that you have for the holidays. Now, the other thing I've been doing with quilting is loads of Minky Kim's coasters. And I talked about them last podcast. I'm up to about making 18 of them. And I may be a couple more, and that may be all I need to make. That will pretty much cover the people I want to give them to and there's so much fun because they're almost like a little instantaneous mini quilt there has a there's a couple different techniques in it with the quilt as you go you can do top stitching quilting you can also do the um one big piece instead of doing a scrappy little quilt I have pieces of tartan left and my friend who's a kilt maker gave me a bunch of tiny scraps and they look great as the Christmas tree. So I made a few of those for some of my friends and family, quite a few of those. And then the other thing I'm going to do is for my friends um, and family, I knitted all those washcloths with the cotton yarn last year and I have them all ready. So I'm going to give a bundle of hand knitted washcloths with these little quilt coasters and um, it's just kind of a little handmade gift of love to my family and friends. Um, otherwise this year we have decided to keep it simple and doing a lot of gift cards. With the supply chain and shipping problem um, I don't want to take chances. Last year a lot of our gifts didn't make it on time to family that we needed to ship to so we're not going to do that this year. So I have been procrastinating on the hand stitching binding. I have a queen size t-shirt quilt that I've had since the beginning of the pandemic and I am proud to say I am down to binding the last side and then burying threads and then doing the final once over. I need to lint roll it and make sure that everything is secure in place and overall, then that project will be done. It will have been completed and I hope to deliver it or have the person um, that it's, I made it for a customer who happens to be a longtime friend, acquaintance slash coworker and um, she'll be able to pick it up. But with all of that is, man, I feel really bad 
guilty that it has taken me so long to finish this quilt. I thought that I would be able to get it done really quickly, this t-shirt quilt, because the pandemic was going on. Little did I know that work would become so busy. Now she happens to work at the same place, a uh, company I work for is just in a different office. She understands, so she's not in any hurry. But there's just this lingering guilt over not getting it done quickly. Just lots have happened since the pandemic started and my energy levels, my brain space has been a little limited for after work. After work is strictly hand sewing and before work, I just haven't really been able to do as much sewing and long arming has been very difficult to squeeze in over the last few months. But I have I think I've got it down now, but you know, it's just, how do you deal with those guilty feelings? You know, that's the thing. I just feel bad. Like I let her down that it took me so long, 18 months to get this, um, cause she dropped the t-shirts off in the summer. So yeah, it's been probably, it'll be 18 months by the time I get this done. And I thought I'd have it done in six to nine months. I just overpromised, I guess. And that's something I need to really watch. The other part is um, yeah, it's just sometimes I've had things happen with my health. I've had things happen with, you know, my medication where I just was tired and I just didn't have as much energy to do all of the hours worth of work that needed to be done. I like doing smaller projects right now and I'm just trying to let it go. Right. And and these guilty feelings. Because the other thing that brings on crafters guilt, I guess, is what I'm calling it. It's not like it's horrific um, guilt and shame that can come from other things in life. But it's a crafter's guilt and shame of not being able to deliver on time. Crafter's guilt and shame that I have so many projects started and I don't have them all finished. Um, I have a solution for that here shortly. You know, having so much stuff, just like I talked about at the beginning of the the podcast, you know, I didn't start out with this much stuff, right? This is a lifetime accumulation. This is also lots of people giving me things um, over the years. And I took it because I thought, oh, I'll use that someday. It's also not serving me greatly to have so much because it kind of gets lost in the shuffle, but I'm getting it down to a manageable mountain. It's down to one room right now of the stuff they use to make things. So yeah, I was starting to feel really bad about that over this last week because I've lost a couple items and I couldn't find them. And it's also gets to be this overbearing oppressive thing that you have all this stuff and all of these projects started that I haven't finished and then sometimes the more I get in that mindset or the more tired I get the more I start new things do you guys do this too and then the next thing you know you're out of sync and out of rhythm and then I feel again really bad because it nags me in the back of my mind about all of these projects. So really, I took an inventory of all the things I have started. And it's really not that many. It's less than 10. 
and I'm able to get things going with a routine. And I have deviated from my routine partially because, you know, the holidays and partially because of work and partially because of this nagging little back ache that it's getting way, way better. So don't, don't worry about that, but it's still not gone. So I am dialed in on a routine and working on the 15 minutes a day. If I do 15 minutes on something quilting, 15 minutes on something handwork, and then 15 minutes on some other creative activity, whether it's using my Cricut or my needle felting, or in the future, it's going to be um, my sketchbooks and art journals. But I have to really, really work on not letting that crafter's guilt, shame, and buyer's remorse maybe sometimes uh, get to me. And no impulse buying. I am on a 2022 of using up what I have. So I saw a fun little challenge that NerdForge did on YouTube. And she is a fine artist and she does a lot of painting and she does a lot of fantasy um, three-dimensional things. I've talked about her before. If you love that kind of stuff, you should look it up. But she has a brand new sketchbook. It looks like it's leather bound and embossed and it's got paper that's really thick so that you can um, paint in it. And I thought, I want that. And it's $35 and it will be shipped. So it's probably like 40 something. And I thought, no. So what her video was, was a challenge that she was going to complete one sketchbook. It happened to be promoting her new sketchbook. But she talked about every time um, she got really into something, whether a certain style of paint or drawing or sketching, she would get going along great guns at the beginning of the sketchbook and then run into the messy middle. We've talked about that before. The messy middle of a project and then she would abandon that sketchbook and get a new one and start fresh. I'm like, oh, so this is something we creative people all do. <laughs> and then what she did is she forced herself and she had a two week window to do um, fill that sketchbook. And I thought, okay, so I'm gonna reverse this. I have three sketchbooks that are not 100% filled up. Most of them are about 50 to 75% full. And I'm going to fill them up. And as a reward of filling them up with doodles and ideas and hand lettering and using the watercolors that I have, I'm going to buy that sketchbook for my next, next year. The other thing is, is that's also helping me get into the discipline of the more you work on something, the more inspired you get, and the more creative you feel. And she found that to be true. If you watch her video, I'll put a link in the show notes. It was a very fascinating um, phenomenon to watch because this has happened to me over and over again, that the more you do, the more creative you feel and that's kind of like the theme of the artist's way where you start every morning doing what she calls morning pages or writing and I'm starting by doing my Silk and Sonder journal and listening to the little eight to ten minute podcast that she has for members only and then 
Um, it's a great way to start the day. And then working on some of my other um, projects. So that's my solution. And I've been implementing it over the last few days and then doing 15 minutes of stretching or um, exercise or walking around. Like today I went to Hobby Lobby and I forced myself to walk for, we wound up being more than 15 minutes, more like 30, just to try to get some movement in. Time of year where you can get hunkered down in your office or your house and you just don't need to move a whole lot. So that is what I've been planning. And that is my 2022 goal is to stash bust, use up the scraps, use up the craft things I have, fill up my journals. And that in all entails self-care, right? doing the things that I really want to do and finishing them and not and being disciplined about not starting new stuff every time you run into that messy middle of a project. And that's where I'm at with, like I said, there's less than 10 things started. I'm kind of in the messy middle of all of them. And that's a bad place to be. I try to be at the beginning, the middle, and the, near the end on several projects. Um, usually I have three going at once, morning, noon, and evening projects. Yeah, well, I, I just discovered it all lined up at the messy middle. And no wonder I have been uninspired and not really wanting <laughs> to work on them. Because the messy middle is very tempting, very, very tempting to start something else because you have that burst of inspiration of starting something and then I have a really great feeling when I finish something so anyway crafters guilt do you suffer from it I have had it a couple of times and I really really have been working on the solution so let me know if this kind of thing has been what has been your solution of all of these things and all of these projects going at once. And now a word from this week's sponsor of the podcast. It's Cotton Cuts. And I just want to say, if you haven't been to Cotton Cuts website, please go and look at all of the beautiful premium quilting cotton that they have. They have loads of colorways for their monthly subscription boxes, and it really is easy to navigate and they have some wonderful things. Cotton Cuts provides premium fabric products through their many subscription boxes. Their anticipated puzzle mystery quilt launches this February. They want everyone to join in on the fun with 10 months of clues and pre-cut fabric pieces. It comes to your door in 14 beautiful colorways to choose from. You'll have a fun surprise coming to your door every month. Head to CottonCuts.com to join the thousands of detectives ready to solve the 2022 Spring Puzzle Mystery Quilt. Now what's so amazing is that I don't know how you can pick one colorway. Oh my gosh, there's so many beautiful ones. And thank you Cotton Cuts for sponsoring this week's podcast. So thanks everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you everyone who has supported the podcast through buying me a virtual cup of coffee. 
And I just appreciate everyone who listens and has faithfully tuned in. And I also want to thank for the thank um, listener for the suggestion of using e meals for my question on getting recipes and trying to um, change up the old uh, diet and exercise plan sometimes takes a changing up of what you're preparing and emails had some great things so I'm going to check that out and probably after the holidays try the trial subscription I want to thank Laura for taking the time to comment and give me that suggestion So don't hesitate to leave me a comment. You can also send me an email at vholloway12345 at gmail.com if leaving a public comment on show notes is intimidating to you. I really appreciate everyone tuning in and supporting the podcast. So in the meantime, I hope everyone has not been buried with all the snow that we have. I hope that you've had a few minutes every day to work on what sparks your inspiration and keeps your creativity going. So take time to be creative and quilt on everyone.